You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. As you hear, I am your host, Ali Bunker. I am joined this week uh, on the sofa here by Aiden, my little brother. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. Good, good. Fantastic. <laughs> what? No, it's just not You're just, you just, just fucking with us, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, we're also joined I'm on the working phone. working you. <coughs> oh. Coming in hot. Sorry. Coming in early. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what an intro. Matt Bubby. How are you, Matt? Sorry, you all right? dying a little bit there. You, you were fine until then. I know. This has just come on. You got the nerves. Bottled it. <laughs> got the, the recording jitters. I did. Wow, sorry, yeah, sorry about that. An experienced, yeah, experienced podcaster. You don't expect it from from people like you. Anyway, how are you, Matt? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Doing? What do we both make of this week of wrestling? Wrestling is all right, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing, there, nothing it? special, but it was pretty solid overall. I think, I think Vince needs to learn his lines a few, a few more times. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great match, but making a match main event match. <laughs> Stephanie fluffed hers as well, didn't she? Yeah, literally in the first like ten seconds of the show. Um, anyway, Triple H is looking at them both like amateurs. Amateurs, yeah. <laughs> and and even Shane managed to get through his without making any mistakes on SmackDown. So that was good. Um, <laughs> It's as if he's had 20 years of experience. <laughs> yeah, it, I'd still give him the benefit of the doubt every time he gets something wrong on the mic, but no, shouldn't really. He, I always find that he holds the mic a bit too far away because he's always a bit too quiet, yeah. especially around people like the news. <laughs> Do you know what made me laugh about that segment? Why was he still holding it when <laughs> he got kicked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Good commitment. It probably cost a lot. So yeah. I'm not dropping this mic. He didn't microphone. want that to come out of his trust fund. Maybe because he had a go at Usos for dropping the mic. And then he's like, well, I'm not going to drop my mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will not drop my mic. <laughs> um, right, okay. Let's get into get into the week that was. Uh, first thing, first things first, sorry. Uh, unfortunately, another announcement of a, a passing of a... a Former WWE, WWF as it was, or WWWF um, legend, Pedro Morales, unfortunately passed away at the age of 76. Yesterday, I believe it was. Uh, obviously a legendary former WWE champion, one of the first, um, a Hall of Famer. Actually went in the class of, of 1995. Really? That long ago? Which was very, very long ago. Which, show, which shows you yeah, how... The, the year I was born. How highly regarded... Um, he is by WWE to go in, you know, at that time. Um, and that's very, only very really when, like, the proper... Like, anyone, any old person can get in these days. So yeah. That's really when the proper legends went in. I mean, they scrape the barrel sometimes now, let's face it. <laughs> Donald Trump's in there. <laughs> well, yeah, Snoop Dogg. And um, the Bushwhackers. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Hey, not the Bushwhackers. Not Christian. Not, not Christian. Never Christian. <laughs> uh, Pedro Morales. Or Owen Hart. So we don't know uh, too much about um, Pedro Morales' uh, death. Um, he was 76, so, you know, not old, old age, but fairly good innings. So I'm sure more will come out about it. WWE will probably want to pay tribute to a Hall of Famer um, in you know the way that they do with their, their good video packages and things like that. So we'll stay tuned to social media and maybe Raw next week uh, or even Elimination Chamber, for instances of that. Um, but yeah, just an, another one gone. I mean, it doesn't seem like long ago we were sat here talking about Jimmy Anvil Neidhart. 
Uh, even more recently, Mean Gene Oakland. Um, unfortunately, as we say each time, these things do seem to come in like waves. Mm. <laughs> um, and there's another one gone. I don't, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't know too much about Pedro Morales. I can't claim to ever have really watched any of his really old, you know, the really old stuff. All I know is that he's um, a legendary former champion, Hall of Famer. He's one of the first innovator. kind of um, overseas kind of uh, main eventers that they would have had, especially to put the championship on him. Yeah. Um, there's a good tweet from Bret Hart, uh, which just says, Goodbye to a great friend, one of the kindest, wisest wrestlers I ever knew. When I first started in WWE, he told me, you can't stop talent. I followed those words for the rest of my career. R.I.P. Pedro Morales. Yeah. It's always kind of cool to to get to... Well, I think Vince has uh, poo-pooed on that, hasn't he? <laughs> what, you can't stop talent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can. Shout out to the revival. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from Puerto Rico, I think um, Pedro Morales is. So I think he was the first Puerto Rican world champion. I think, but I'm pretty sure he was actually. Um, so yeah, unfortunate that he's that he has passed, but um, not probably not surprising. <laughs> I'm just probably bad to say, but I mean, we were. It's that a... generation, isn't it? That's just. There yeah. was a lot of. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know whether he fits into that that generation where there were, you know, alcohol, drug, just lifestyle issues in general. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a wrestler from that generation it is, would have done quite well to get to seventy six. Yeah, well, but we're looking. We're, I mean, recently, I say recently in the last you know year or so, Bruno San Martino's passed. You know, and they're from a similar era. Um. You know, just legends of the business who, you know, rightfully take their place in, in halls in the Hall of Fame and, you know, older fans than us will will look back on their time fondly. Unfortunately we didn't get the pleasure, really, of really looking back that far. Um but yeah, rest in peace, Pedro Morales. Sad news from for the world of wrestling as a whole. I know that he uh, certainly to Latin American wrestlers has been seen as an inspiration, uh, as someone who reached the top of the of the sport so to speak it's backwards especially then when it was considered more of a sport um so yeah sad news um for Pedro Morales and his family and friends so rest in peace from the PWP moving on from that then I don't really have too much other news I know there is some news though we do have some news do we well the PWP are meeting the new day new day that's, that we are, yes. If Kofi Kingston can pull himself together by then. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't slot the shit out of me. <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, no, the PWP lads are meeting the New Day lads at WrestleMania 35 Access in Brooklyn. It's a turn up for the books, isn't it? Yeah, there's a showdown you never thought you'd see um, or knew you wanted. <laughs> but we do. We, uh, yeah, we forked yeah, out. All those tweets. And it was like um, uh, Infinity War, or whatever it was, was, the most ambitious crossover. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think we've trumped that. Yes, we've absolutely trumped it. Um, I like. I like to think when they see us, they will shit themselves. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very intimidating. Just, just yes, you are. Pure sight of me, terrifying to people like you know Biggie, small people like that. What if they'll be giving out pancakes? I mean, I don't really want any of their pancakes. 
Yeah, you do. You you would eat a pancake from Biggie's trunks. <laughs> I don't like pancakes at the best of times, especially American ones. Oh, they're the better ones. Oh, I love them. They're I the like, best ones. I prefer arse or, you know, just the thinner ones. You prefer one. arse? No. <laughs> Um, you prefer the French pancake, the crepe? Well, not so much the crepe. You know, just the ones you make on Shrove Tuesday, Ash Wednesday, and all, all the other times of the year when you're English, basically. Oh, yes, the shit ones. <laughs> oh, I prefer them, mate. The ones that have no flavour. Well, you put lemon and sugar on them, then you're sawed. Is this how our rivalry begins? <laughs> I don't like I don't like America. Should we just turn up with a bunch of English pancakes? <laughs> like, like, this is how you do it? Got a bit of lemon juice and some sugar thin. on it. <laughs> can't throw these can't into throw the crowd. These at anyone. They don't keep their form. <laughs> I keep two hundreds of these in my pants. <laughs> um, yeah, I prefer our pancakes. But anyway, we're meeting the, the um, I was going to say we're meeting the PWP. Then we we meet the PWP every day. We're meeting a new day um, at WrestleMania Access and Access. Um, we've got tickets for that. You know, we've got our WrestleMania tickets, we've got our Hall of Fame tickets, NXT TakeOver tickets, Raw and SmackDown tickets, and now we've got access tickets. This is a lot of money we're putting down on this mm, event. Yeah. <laughs> let, let us know if you're going to any, if uh, you listeners out there, if you're going to any of these events. Yeah, if you, if you guys are popping along to Mania, wherever you are in I'll Europe. tell you to fuck off in, at your face. It's great. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you'd want... We, we could do a meet and greet. It will charge 20, 20 pounds a head for a photo, or maybe even sign it for you. That per head for us, so it's twenty pound for your head, twenty pound for my head, and twenty pound for Matt's head. Plus the amount of people who want a photo. And yeah. I'll do a recording as well on your phone. I'll tell you to fuck off. <laughs> Fine. So you can record just saying "fuck off," and then when they want to tell someone to fuck off, they can just play it on their phone. Or I can do the cunt one as well. <laughs> I mean, probably not. It doesn't go down so well in America. Yeah, I'm... fuck off. <laughs> what more could you say? Um, but yeah, so exciting times. I should actually point out, I'm wearing today my uh, my brand spanking new Elias T-shirt that I got from the WWE Euro Shop. Um, and there's this very special reason why we're browsing the Euro Shop at the moment in time, isn't there, lads? Hey, hey, hey. Yes, I mean, there is. Completely forgotten about it till right this moment. <laughs> God's sake, Aiden. Um, so we have decided that. I need to sort out my visa as well. You'll be fine. I don't mind. I don't think um, I don't think you're on their watch list. No, I'd like to imagine that. <laughs> I really hope you're not. Anyway, otherwise you're doing some dirty shit. Um, anyway, Euro Shop. Anyway, yeah, WrestleMania and T-shirts, especially, has um, been on our minds recently. Um, to just add to the bants for our non-English listeners, that is short for bants. Pure bants. One of my least favourite words in the whole vocabulary. Yeah. Um, but um, as part of the whole WrestleMania experience, we've decided to just rip the shit out of each other at times. You know, like we do <laughs> most weeks, especially Matt to me. You know, I'm just the innocent victim in most of this stuff, aren't I? Well, I've told you I'm being nice, you know. That's true. Um, um, and, until WrestleMania, and then you'll find <laughs> out I'm a horrible fucker. <laughs> so we've decided that just to embarrass ourselves even more... Uh, for one of the nights, uh, one of the events that we're going to, I would prefer if it wasn't Mania itself. No, I think no, it's not. It'd be Raw, 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 Smackdown, yeah. Raw, Smackdown uh, after Mania, where we're going to wear a T-shirt of the one of our the other members of the PWP's choosing. So um, the idea behind it being that it will be a T-shirt of someone that we just would never ever wear or would be 
embarrassed. But the rule was we could, you could veto one person. We were all allowed to veto one person. Um, or one tag team in my instance. I went with the Bella Twins. I was I don't mind the Bellas. I think you anybody listening to the show knows my opinion on the Bellas. Um, I just don't want to be seen wearing a Bella Army or Fearless Nikki or Brimo T-shirt in public. <laughs> At uh, as a thirty, as I will be then, thirty-one-year-old man wandering around the streets of New York in a Brimo T-shirt. Not for me, um, Matt. You went you with. Too. You wait till you what you are wearing. <laughs> Fuck's sake, um, Matt. I think you, you went with um, Nia Jackson the end, didn't you? Yeah, because I didn't want a top that said I'm, I'm not, not like, like most girls. <laughs> I think that would genuinely be one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. If you were wearing that t-shirt at Raw or SmackDown, only if you got everything wrong while you were wearing it and just kept botching. <laughs> <laughs> just get like walking into people and like breaking their arms and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Aiden, you went with um, Titus O'Neil in the end, didn't you? Yeah, because there's an atrocious T-shirt. I found it really hard to veto, and everyone I thought of vetoing just doesn't have any merch. Yeah, like so you originally and all that stuff. Yeah, you originally vetoed Mojo, didn't you? And um, that's who I thought you'd veto. So. Before you'd even vetoed him, I was already searching for merch. <laughs> for Mojo. Um, and then you said Mojo, so I was like, oh, this Titus Worldwide one is terrible in the basket. And then you vetoed Titus. <laughs> yeah, because fucking, what is it? Rumble, tumble and slide. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's just awful. Um, so yeah, I've, I've gone with him. It did, it did make me laugh because Matt was the one who came up with the suggestion. And the moment... Before any of us had even responded to that text, straight away in my head, I went, I'm getting Matt a Primo t-shirt. Because <laughs> um, I thought they still had those red ones with the, the big Primo writing on yeah. it, the classic ones. But they're not in the, the store anymore. They don't have them anymore. I could get them somewhere else, but I'd technically be breaking the rules, I guess. I mean, Frankie's got oh, one. Will we break the rules? I'm not sure that it'll, uh, it'll fit. <laughs> and then I thought, like, <laughs> imagine if I could get him that. Full on correct size and everything, but just cut it into a crop top. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm not having any of this, right? It has to be a full t shirt as well. I'm not doing sleeveless, cropped, crop top, or anything. So, yeah, I think so. You've got you've got mine, haven't you? And I I'm, I don't know if Matt's got yours yet, but yeah, I literally, I've got Matt, but I haven't even considered what I'm going to get. I'm getting, I'm purchasing yours on payday. Oh, I've already I've already secured my purchase as well. It's at home, resting in my t shirt shelf. Yeah, so I've got, I've got to kind of I've got to pull my finger out really, but we got time. Speaking of pulling your finger out, oi oi, um, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> what a segue! Eh? That's what I get paid the big bucks for. I'm kidding. I don't get paid anything. Please pay me. Um, but yeah, happy Valentine's Day to our listeners. By the time this episode comes out, I'm assuming, unless Aiden does some super quick work tonight. No chance. Giggity. Um, that is my forte. <laughs> what he's great at. Um, that it will already have been Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Hope you find a date, love, whatever it is you're looking for. And if you don't, you've got a date with PWP. But if you're a wrestling fan, I'm guessing you're uh, you're not going to find much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone at work, at work asked me yesterday, um, I've got any plans for Valentine's Day, and I was like editing the podcast <laughs> that's about it <laughs> editing and uploading um, so, but speaking of of love um, it's something that perhaps there wasn't too much of for the events on Raw this week 
another segue. Lucky you! <laughs> two now. Man, these are the aren't these the kind of segues that I was making consistently in my, in my brief spell as host, <laughs> not only just gone but last year as well. On the, the hidden, I think yours were a little bit bad to be from, fair. I'll shut up. Uh, the hidden tapes from the vault <laughs> and then the lost archives. Yeah, ones that will never see the light of day because I'm not actually. They finished. might. I'm not fully sure they actually even happened. They definitely happened. Well. No evidence of this. Anyway, there's literally video evidence I sent you when I was stressing the fuck out about it. <laughs> uh, that's true. You were stressing about it. There was four hours of us, us talking mm. that never made the air. But anyway, so yeah, not a lot of love around for what the events on Raw this week. Now, I'm here to tell you that the WWE fans online are some of my least favourite and also favourite people in the world. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's some of the reactions to what went down on Raw, and we'll get to it in, in a minute. Well, absolutely. Firstly, some of them are baffling. Others are just absolutely hilarious. So many people others, getting worked up about Others this. are genuinely concerning. I know, yeah. It's I've, terrifying. I've some seen of them. death threats. Death threats for, for Charlotte Flair. Death threats for right. Vince and so, his whole I'm gonna family. Put it, I'm going to put this out there. Some of these fans would not have lasted in the Attitude Era. They just wouldn't have. They would not have been able Could to Could you cope. imagine... When they run Stone Cold over, these fans would have lost their fucking minds. We, we don't care in his neck surgery and it's just a way to ride him out of it. They've run him over, damn it. God damn it. No, I'm really offended. It's burying talent. I'm really offended by this because uh, I knew someone who once got run over. Yeah. I, I identify as a car bonnet. So to be used as a weapon is just really offensive. There'll be news articles coming out like, um, WWE had to apologise. No, it'd be like <laughs> Stone Cold running over our um, storyline. Stone Cold's own idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to make get less heat from the stupid fans. Anyway, we're fans, and not all of us are stupid. Um, we start with this? It's the main story. Yeah, it's the main well. thing. So on Raw this week, um, at the very start, Triple H and Stephanie, you know invited Becky Lynch down to the ring. She came down on her own terms. Uh, and essentially, they they apologised to Becky for their words and actions towards her. Said that she had been medically cleared by her own doctors and WWE's had conferred with them. And that she would be able to wrestle at WrestleMania. <laughs> Let Daniel Bryan okay, sit in there thinking, hold on, <laughs> I spent three fucking years going to my doctors and you wouldn't clear me until your guys did. But Becky goes and you're like, yeah, go on then. Yeah, but she's the man. Yeah. So anyway. I'm just going to put this out there. Right, so in this country, even doctors aren't allowed to talk to each other because it's well, like patient street. confidentiality. I don't know how hospitals work. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean, yeah. yeah so like... how can her doctor speak to WWE's doctors? Does she give permission? Maybe you should go online on Twitter and rant about it and blame Vince. Maybe. I can't believe you're burying doctors like this. <laughs> Sorry. Vince doesn't know how to use doctors properly. Get Triple H in. He'll know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, he'll know what to do. <laughs> they know how to use doctors down in NXT. I mean... <laughs> I can't wait till they use doctors in AEW. It's going to be so like, much better than the way they use doctors in WWE. They didn't know how to use police when Alistair Black got attacked. They just <laughs> left it all down to William Regal to find out. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, yeah, it's just... So, Becky... Was, well, she's been cleared to fight Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania and I said yeah that's that's great all you gotta do is just to you know just say sorry just say I'm sorry to both of them just apologise and it'll be fine 
and then they gave her to oh. the end of the night um, to make that apology. I thought right there and then, if I was Triple H and Stephanie, if I'd had to give someone to the end of the night to uh, just say I'm sorry, then they're obviously not sorry. <laughs> so fuck them. I mean, yeah, I mean, sorrow or, or sorrow? You know, being apologetic is um, not something that you should need to think about. Really? You either are or you aren't. Especially when it's something like the main event of WrestleMania on the line. Yeah. Like, come on, Becky. And if you're like... She would literally just be like, sorry. It's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that I slapped you in the face. I really didn't mean to punch you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry that my fist hit your face. Um, but yeah. So she didn't say sorry at the time. It didn't look like she was going to say sorry. They gave it to the end of the evening to. I did to like say. the thread throughout, though. I thought that was quite good. Who's Their Fred? interaction. Um, I like the one with Finn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely quite... great, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It was quite interesting to see her backstage interacting with people that maybe we've not really seen her interact with either for a long time or ever. Um, so Finn, obviously, we know their their relationship as trainer and student or whatever. And both Irish, obviously, which helps. Um, and then there was one with Alexa Bliss, which was interesting. Um, and the brief one with Charlie. Brief one. Who, again... Charlie is getting ballsy, man. Yeah, last week, <laughs> she was a proper bitch. And this week, she was just like, well, how do you plan on... How are you going to break this How are you going to break it to your fans? <laughs> like, fuck off, Charlie. What if they injected up your ass? Uh, Vince, is, Vince is pushing Charlie. He's shoving her down our throats. <laughs> I now automatically don't like Charlie. <laughs> Despite the fact I think she's very good at her job and she's nice to look at. <laughs> I always find her quite robotic. She goes into like sports presenter mode yeah, very quickly. She's very she she's got the definition of like a news anchor voice. She's a yeah, news TV voice. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, let's face it. Um, hey guys, Charlie Caruso here from WWE. <laughs> That's my Charlie Caruso impression. I mean it wasn't the best. But it's like, you know, just that instant <laughs> kind of like Yep, that's a TV voice. TV Even voice. Even if you hear her on I wonder like, if she talks like that like in her own time. Well, I've heard her on Lillian Garcia's podcast, and yeah, she's got the same <laughs> same voice. How, how I mean, how fortunate for somebody who works in TV. I always think the same about, about Tom Phillips as well. Like he's he's got he's, he's, he's quite short and he's very skinny, but he's like his voice comes out, he booms out, yeah. and he's like, "I'm Tom Phillips from SmackDown." Like, that's <laughs> okay, am I going to be the one to drag us back in here? Let's not go <laughs> off on this segue. I'm just giving some some credit to the people that we don't often talk about. But yeah, oh, good voices. But yeah, getting ballsy, Charlie Caruso. Um, she's ballsy on the Edge and Christian show as well when she hosts the um, Chumpstain Challenge. Challenge. Uh, but anyway, more interactions. I mean, there was a brief one with Rhonda. So Rhonda gets a lot of shit for her, her ability to talk on the microphone. And I usually don't really agree too much with it. However, what I will say is she talks too fast. Too fast. Like she, she doesn't, doesn't give herself enough pauses. To, and it's like, yeah, she just, it's like a rant, but it's not a rant because it's written. I don't know if it's all scripted or not, but like she just she talks too fast. Like you don't you don't get a chance to digest what she said. Like when she said yeah. "ice and Advil, bitch," the other it day. took everyone ages to realize what it is that yeah. she actually said. I was like, "What was that? Ice and Ad, uh, Ad uh, Ice and Advil, bitch." Okay, now I get it. Like. And if Delivery you, Ronda. Have you seen how proud of that she is? Yeah, I know. She's brought she out t shirts. <laughs> I mean, it was quite a good line. But. It was alright. It was okay. But anyway, so they had a little it's brief. Not quite Austin 316. Wow. Or Owen 316. 
or Seamus Free, whatever it was. <laughs> I think it yeah. might have been less five, than that. Five fifteen, I think it was. Um, but anyway, back to what we were talking about. Brief interaction with Ronda, which it's probably the first time in a long time that Ronda hasn't had a lot of airtime on Raw. Yeah. She was on literally on the screen for like 10, 15 seconds. Maybe a bit longer. And at the end as well. Yeah, that was and too at, short. Yeah, and there wasn't there wasn't much for her to do at that stage either. So um, it's, yeah, I don't know. But do you ever find TV that? For a little bit, maybe <laughs> to stop her getting worn out a little, but, you know, getting fans so sick of her. You know when you walk down a ramp and... Um, I don't like walk down ramps very often. Well, you, you, okay, you walk down a slope. And like, if you're going a bit fast, you kind of have to like adjust your adjust your bearings a bit. And <laughs> like, if it's a bit windy or if you're going down a bit fast, it's quite difficult. The way that she comes out, like especially when she's in one of her moods, yeah. and when she's in that big leather jacket and she comes out, it looks like her whole body is just like lost in like. I, I don't know what it is but she's just constantly like bounding she's bouncing all over the place just because she tries to put so much effort into this walk but it's also having to adjust for the fact that there's a ramp as well and it just looks ridiculous when she comes out all like oh mean I'm going to break your arm yeah I'm guessing because like when she did it at UFC she still probably feels like that when she walks out that adrenaline yeah. but she does have to contend with a ramp yeah and also, she has to contend with putting on a character. Like in UFC, she can just be herself. Like she's in, she can do what she wants in UFC when she comes down to the ring. Mm. Her character is quite—I don't know how heavily scripted she is, to be fair—but um, her character is, you know, has to be down to a T every single time she's on TV. So, did you see Becky Lynch's moment. subtitles of their backstage promo last week? Yes, I can't really remember what they said. It was just like. Um, Oh yeah, I did. Like, I, 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 I like of to letters use, together. <laughs> I was like, I like to use um, long, big words that no one uses or understands for no real reason, just to make myself seem smart, and then just use loads of big words in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was um, just Rhonda. As much as I like her, and I know she gets a lot of shit for no real, genuine reason. Mike work could use, you know, a little bit of improvement, but. That's that's the only weakness I see in Ronda's game, and I wouldn't even call it a weakness when you consider it's her. It's not that bad a weakness. It's not that bad, and I wouldn't even call it a weakness really when you consider her tenure in the business so far. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the fact that people dislike her purely because she isn't Becky Lynch mm. that pisses me off. Yeah, you can like more than one person. I know, and even if they are booked in an angle together. Exactly. You could still like the other person. Like, I used to love La Rock and Stone Cold at the same time. I mean, would that happen these days? <laughs> no. Really. has to be one or the other. Yeah, you have to like Dean or Seth. And the thing is, I get that, like it's not even WWE. It's weird because it's not even WWE. It's, it's not anything like, they're forcing doing. that upon us. It's the fans going out of their own way to make like to make these choices to actively dislike someone because they are in an angle against someone that you I, do actually like. I barely saw anybody talking shit about Ronda or Charlotte, especially Charlotte, up until, until they Becky started feuding with Becky. Yeah. And now it's, oh, Charlotte's an undeserving bitch, blah, blah, blah. She's got rid of the mole. That's why she's in the main event. <laughs> she hasn't got rid of the mole. <laughs> I genuinely saw that tweet earlier. <laughs> so she's got rid of the mole and that's why they put her in the main event. Has she actually got rid of her mole? I couldn't see it. I went back and looked at some photos on Instagram and I couldn't see it. <laughs> 
God, as if people are claiming that that's <laughs> Uh, as if the mole was holding her back <laughs> moulding um, interesting People, get back to my original point <laughs> fans online are some of the most entertaining things about watching wrestling but they're also some of the most infuriating really and concerning aggravating even yeah just like so I saw a tweet earlier which said that um, and it was, it was quite it was disgusting actually it might have been an Instagram post that someone took a screenshot of, but it, it basically said, "Oh, it, it seems like God took the wrong flair when her brother died." Yeah, like, are you having a laugh? I thought, yeah, there was an entire paragraph from somebody that said something like, um, "Like um, Becky and Be- even even Rhonda has love for this business. Yeah. Um, Charlotte didn't even want to be in this business originally. She only went in it because uh, her brother died." And she wants to do it for her brother, so she's not even doing it for herself or the fans like Rebecca and Ronda are. She's mm. just doing it for her brother. It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ludicrous behaviour. You can't be going online and writing stuff like that. I know that it's like you're like a faceless person when you're online behind a keyboard or a phone or whatever. Keyboard warrior. Come on, man. That's just that's that's taking it about ten steps too far. Yeah, people, and too personal and too let's serious. Be honest. I'm an but I would not say them things. Exactly. People forget. Like people always moan about it and then forget that it's all a work. Yeah. Alright? Becky's going to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Becky's gonna be in, probably in the main event. And Becky's probably gonna win. Yeah. Remember she may, that. May not win. It's literally been less than forty eight hours since it's happened. People are already writing everything off and gonna boycott WrestleMania. And the amount of tweets I've seen about oh I I'm glad I didn't get my ticket for WrestleMania or I've contemplated selling my ticket or I've cancelled my subscription or what are you talking about? <laughs> it's fucking Wrestle... Um, it's, a, it's a work. It's a storyline. And this is the definition of a long, thought-out storyline that we've all been begging for for years yeah. but we can't handle it. Well, this is the story that this, started, this like, started <laughs> back in yeah July, June, July, before, before Money in the Bank when Becky first got on her run, mm-hmm. on a roll. That's how long this one's been going on. And it's going to culminate all the way at the main event of WrestleMania. The, the way I think of it, I was thinking about it earlier, is I was, I was trying to struggle to place who's who. But Becky Lynch is Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And let's say, I don't know, Ronda is Triple H. Mm-hmm. And they're going to the main event of WrestleMania. If they'd come in and added The Rock, would anyone moan? No. You want yeah. the three biggest stars that you've got in the year 2000. <laughs> Matt, Matt would have moaned. Well, not at that stage. Not in 2000, moaned. you wouldn't. Let's <laughs> pretend that Stone Cold hadn't been run over. But, like, okay, put it this way. I remember WrestleMania 2000, uh, the main event was, scheduled, everyone. was scheduled to be... Um, Just Triple H and Rock. Triple H versus The Rock. And, and, then, and then it was scheduled to be Chris Jericho in there as well with the big show and, like, a fatal four-way, and then that got scrapped. And Mick Foley got given a spot. After, retired. after already having <laughs> retired, got a spot in the main event of WrestleMania for the title in a Fatal Four Way elimination match with a man in every corner. And everyone um, was like, fuck yeah, Mick Foley! Like, yeah, Foley! And I get it, Mick Foley's Mick Foley, he's a legend. Um, and, and Ronda and Charlotte, and we're not talking about the same level of star here, really, I don't think. Or somebody's the, one thing, the one thing I hope they don't do with it is that put him a man in every corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't do that one. We don't need to see that one. Um, but 
I thought it was interesting that Vince was the one to make this decision. So it's like in in story, obviously, it seems like Vince has gone. He even came out and said, "Before you make a mistake out here, talking to Triple H and Stephanie, I guess, maybe it was Becky, I don't know, but he's the one who's gone. No, you're not the man. I'm the man. I'm making the decision. Charlotte's in, and it wasn't Stephanie and Vince. Like I don't know, they didn't show Stephanie and I'm sorry, show Stephanie and Triple H. They didn't show them after, did they? No, they weren't like disagreeing with him or clapping and him. Or to, to be fair, as as much as I like, I actually very much enjoyed that whole story throughout Raw Simon and Becky but one thing I didn't really like about it was how um, how kind of feeble Triple H and Stephanie came across as because Becky Lynch had beat up Stephanie last week and she slapped Triple H in the face Um, and they're the ones who were coming out apologising and being happy to see Becky and shaking her hands and stuff there was no kind of apart from that moment when her and Steph got in each other's faces Mm. It was very much like, look, we're really sorry. Like we, we like, they were like kind of like begging her. And they were like, we apologize, and and now you apologize, and it's all great. And it very much just felt like, and then Vince comes out and overrules them at the end. It very much felt like they made were... them look good. We, but what I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, on the flip side, I feel like Stephanie and Triple H's gimmick or thing has always just been we do what's best for business. So it's like they've yeah. they've gone, they swallowed their pride. That for the business, it's better for Becky to be in this match, so we'll do whatever we have to do to get her in that match. And Vince has come along and be like, fuck the business. <laughs> <laughs> I want Charlotte in this match. Um, and so, and Matt, I kind of echo your point about not wanting them to stick a man in every corner of this um, of this match. Not that they can do it in every corner, because there may only be two or three. Um, but... Um, are we heading down a route like that, maybe? No, no chance. No? Nah. Any dissension between Triple H and Stephanie? To be fair, I would be, I would get, I wouldn't get behind because every fan would piss all over it. But I would not mind Charlotte being a corporate champion. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think no. that's, that's the exact Can way they should... Can you imagine how much blood will boil? the exact way they <laughs> should go. And the thing with a McMahon in every corner... I don't, I don't see it happening. And one of the reasons is like, surely Triple H would be in Becky's corner. Hmm. Then obviously Vince. But, he, but Charlotte's always been his golden girl as well. But uh, he, if Vince isn't with Charlotte, then who, then who is Vince with? Because I guess you could go if he's with Ronda because he's her, she's his biggest star. Yeah. But if Vince is with Charlotte and Becky's with Triple H. Then that means Steph has to go with Ronda. Yeah. And Ronda spent the last year beating Steph up. <laughs> Unless Shane sweats Shane's his way in. Maybe Linda will come back. <laughs> Shane slides in, lubed up in his own sweat. Maybe Linda will come back and be in Nia Jax's corner and she'll end up in the match. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's the only thing that could have happened that would have got a worse reaction than what Charlotte got. <laughs> the only time Linda ever showed any personality was when she was comatose. <laughs> She was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was pretty bad. Um, but, yeah. I can't see it. I, I really hope it doesn't happen. But I think there is an interesting dynamic there between Triple H, Stephanie, and Vince. Change Do you know who opinion. I feel sorry for? In the whole of this? Asuka. Asuka. Asuka, yeah. She's got no opponent. <laughs> she's not only she's not got, got no opponent. opponent she's no got one no gives mention. a shit that she's champion. Yeah. She's been champion for nearly two months now. And also, um, have you seen a, a few of the tweets that went around saying about like all of these women scrambling, with SmackDown women scrambling to get a chance at the Raw Women's Title? Like, 
does someone else from Raw want to scramble to get a chance at the SmackDown title? And then Natty was like, I want to go. I tweeted that exact same thing. Yeah. I said, with these two probably on Raw full time now, yeah. someone's got to move across to SmackDown, right? Yeah. And I, I asked people who did they want to see um, to challenge Asuka. Somebody said Ember Moon, if she's ready by then. She ain't ready. I don't think she will be. She's, she, but it then was confirmed that she's missing WrestleMania. Almost Im- immediately after that tweet that I sent, Natty was like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> not responding to our not tweet. To you, but... no. But, but Natty versus Asuka is not a match I'm interested in seeing. Um, not a WrestleMania match. That, that's like no. a, a mid-level pay-per-view match. Yeah. Nothing against either of them. It's just, it's not really going to sell anything, is it? But the, here's the here's the issue now. Like, like, Charlotte is now well and truly in this match. If she, if it's a singles match or a triple threat match, either way, she's not facing Asuka for the no. women's title. Which would have been the Asuka's like, oh, thank God for that. I don't have to lose to her two years in a row. <laughs> but yeah, she said, Do you know what's not... going to happen? Do you know what's going to really piss me off, though? Almost anything. I reckon that that is going to be on the pre show, the SmackDown title. I really, I really hope not. No, I don't think they will. That, that's Cruiserweight, one of, if not both, the tag team titles and a battle royal. Well, the tag team titles won't be on the pre-show. Jesus, Shane's going to be in it. That's what I'm saying, one of, if not both. So if, But the thing is, Shane won't be tag champion by then. Surely it'll be a Shane Miz match. No, I don't think so. Do you reckon? I think they'll still be a team by then. I think they'll still be champions. Do you not know that Shane has to have a high-level single storyline? He's like a non-title match or another one contenders match or something. He was in a high-level I'm saying it's just entirely pointless. Um, And I mean... I've seen. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know I don't see them breaking up. I find it really hard to screenshot screen from an advert, yeah. which is supposedly exactly being run what by I want. Venue. Like I was saying last week, I don't want to fucking know what. what I don't want it to be Charlotte predictable Becky and who's going to be the champion and who's going to be the challenger in the voiceover. I literally have no idea. Yeah. So the SmackDown portion of WrestleMania is choice, right? To put that match on, I'm finding really difficult. My concern is because there's obviously we've got the elimination. Basically, it's going to be a triple match because you can't make, you can't do this build. Take Charlotte cool out of it so at the last minute. Now. Make an NXT, not have her on Mania. Exactly. You either have to not have her on Mania or just randomly insert her somewhere else. Yeah. It just wouldn't, like, it doesn't seem worth, worth it now that they've gone this far. So, what do we think they're actually going to do? So, um, well, I mean, I've seen a few, few theories bandied about. What about you guys? Well, how, how do you get Becky out of the suspension? Is this where we get maybe some dissension between Steph and Triple H and Vince, where they they kind of come together to overrule Vince's decision to that's suspend what, her? That's what I'm thinking. Does it become like, say, like a, look, this, this like, is best for business? Show yeah. Steph and Triple H go, Dad. This is best for business. You've let your like personal thoughts get in the way of clouds yeah. of judgment. Um, We're overruling. That's you. the only real way I can see Becky coming out of a suspension, unless she just keeps turning up to the point where they say, "Fine, if you can beat Charlotte." then you can have this match or something but but then like I mean the only way I can see it happening is if they have a match to decide who goes in and it ends in a draw and they both go in yeah or yeah, or Ronda kills them both Ronda comes down to or Asuka comes down like fuck you neither of you want to work with me <laughs> <laughs> maybe just stick Asuka in the match as well fuck it that'd be a great match <laughs> yeah for all the gold for all the gold and Brock Lesnar wins yeah Roman wins Oh, I just think it's interesting. We can't we can't tell where it's going to go. So I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's fun to to throw about ideas, but only in a, like a fun way. Like the people who have shat on it all completely, like they just must get zero enjoyment out of watching it. Yeah, 
Like unless you have unless your one desired outcome happens on Raw, you're going to shit on it. Well, don't watch it then. Because I mean, people have been well, begging. According, for... according to the actor, um, VIP thing, the three quickest to sell out were these three girls. Park Masker. No, Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. Ronda and Becky. Becky. Well, Becky's sold Becky's out one like crashed the website. Becky sold out almost immediately. Um, as Ronda sold out within, like they reckoned, about ten seconds. Really? Yeah. Have, have you seen the uh, the prices that some of the the scalpers uh, are putting yeah, their tickets up for? Four grand, I saw one for. Yeah. Mental. That's not just a WWE problem as well. The, yeah, uh, it's not. It's AEW suffered with it as well. Went on sale, didn't they? And it's yeah. like six grand, I think I've seen for two tickets. Floor side, but um, yeah, like Jesus, man. Yeah, when the most expensive tickets that they were officially were selling for floor side were about 212, I think. 221 dollars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, it is interesting that um, we don't really know where it's going. That's always what you want, isn't it? Especially going into WrestleMania. Yeah, like, don't, you don't yeah. really want to... Like, I don't, don't want to know. I, I, I have fun trying, trying, to, to, trying to put it. things together. Not even necessarily trying to predict, just thinking of ways yeah, to Yeah, just go. going, this would be cool if this happened, you know? like Just that, fantasy booking, isn't like, it? As I, following up on what I was saying last week, I've, I've actively made an effort on if I... Because it's impossible to avoid seeing them on Twitter. You just scroll through and you see things like... Um, rumored plans for so and so at Elimination Chamber or whatever, but I've made it a, an effort to not actually read them. Yeah. So I don't know any of the rumored plans. I don't know who who's the first women's champion is going to be, the tag champion is going to be at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I don't know nothing. It's good. I I even like, I didn't know anything about SmackDown this week. Yeah. Um. All Do I you saw... know what though? This this is going to be the hardest thing to predict. This Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I got no fucking clue. All I saw was one tweet going into it. Um, from Seth Rollins, I think, saying that like Kofi Kingston's the fucking man. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess New Day had a good match on SmackDown then. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we're watching it. I'm just like, holy shit, they're, they're doing the the Rollins treatment with with Kofi. <laughs> that, that's how you build one person up in like in, that's how you build someone up in one night. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, it's fun when you don't like when you avoid spoilers well, you don't or if you don't out. seek them yeah. out. Like, uh, there was an article I saw where I didn't click on earlier and probably for that sub- subconsciously for the same reason where I'm just like, eh, I don't want to know. But it was like, plans for Sasha Banks post-elimination shape. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to read you. Yeah, unless she's the one who goes over to SmackDown and faces thingy, Asuka. But, but yeah, who knows? And then, Exactly. And I, and my, I just kind of went, like a few weeks or months ago, I would have just gone, oh yeah, I want to read down and see what we can get upset about. And now it's just like, you know what? It's going in WrestleMania. Especially because I'm going to be there. I don't want Dave Meltzer to be like, oh, well, Brock's going to keep the title because he's got this appearance coming up in May. Something yeah. like that. Like, I don't want to know that. So, yeah. Everyone should try it. Just, yeah, just You'll hear it. so much shit. I know. When this, we're there. This time, of, this time of year as well is the worst for all these rumours. For rumours, yeah. But you'll hear it when you're there. You'll hear loads of shit. Yeah, it'll be hard to avoid. Um, fucking Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I forgot your hatred for Brooklyn. <laughs> I forgot your hatred for Brooklyn. And literally everything is in Brooklyn. Apart from <laughs> WrestleMania. Apart from WrestleMania, yeah. <laughs> and where's Access? It's like, it's, it's like here, Pier 12. It's about, 
it's only a few minutes away from Barclays Centre um, Pier 12 but um, we have to be there very nice and early on the um, Sunday morning I think I think that's the one we've got isn't it Sunday it's like 8 o'clock isn't it 8am ouch best not be going out on Saturday night lads after takeover no we're that. I'm still going I'm still going out it's all of fame, fame. Isn't it, on Saturday God, I hope they don't have. Yeah, I'm gonna need a fucking drink after that. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> do we do we think this is Undertaker's year? I mean, if it is, I'm being well excited, but I don't think it will be. Have you seen? He's removed. Like now that he has social media and is actually using it, he's removed all his WWE links and information in his bio. And have stuff. you seen how much his personal appearance, appearance fees are? Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. I guess they've got to make that dough somehow. <laughs> um, but anyway. He can't be that badly off. I'm sure. I'm sure he's not. That's um, how you stay not badly off. By charging people a fortune to meet you. Um, which maybe we'll do after our successful showdown with the New Day at Access, eh? But anyway, back to the actual wrestling. Um, as we say, I'm just enjoying like not reading too much into stuff and just going with the flow and enjoying what they're showing me and t- reading into it what I will and what I want not necessarily what I want to but just you know what I can from what happens rather than going well they're doing this because Dave told me this yeah and they're doing that well you know what I want happening. I want to go back to when I was a teenager and I would watch pay per view and go I haven't got a clue what's going to happen here yeah, that, that, that's my problem as well with people saying WWE is so predictable these days. Well, that's because you go and try and find out what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I very vividly remember, it would be one of my most um, surprised moments from a pay-per-view was when The Undertaker came back at Judgment Day 2000. And um, I remember watching that, not live, because I was... On the Monday old, after I was, school. I was 12 years old at school. Um, and it was like... Oh my god! I did not know that that was what that that thing on the Titan Tron was each week. Like, mm. oh my god, this is amazing! Like, that was the biggest surprise up until that point, almost of my life. <laughs> like, more <laughs> surprised than what I get for my birthday for Christmas at that age. Like, I don't know. I think the Kane thing was a bit more. Oh, Kane as well. But that was a bit where, like I didn't know who Kane was, so we obviously knew we'd heard of him. But the Undertaker coming back was such a sh- like a surprise. Uh, and they kept it surprised. Imagine that these days. Like, we don't get surprises. We're not lucky enough to have them. because These always... days, they, they would announce... They're not even leaked. They're just announced. On the Thursday afternoon in Twitter, they'd be like, oh, The Undertaker's going to return and interfere in the world title match um, tonight <laughs> and, or Sunday and cost The Rock the title. Make sure to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> Only nine ninety nine. It's like watching Nitro before. <laughs> before yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If, they, if they were to do... <coughs> If they were to do a vignette for a mysterious return or a mysterious debut, mm. by the end of that episode of Raw or SmackDown, there'd already be rumours and articles about it being Kevin Owens or Call Up from NXT or something like that. Yeah. And by the time the next one had aired next week, We'd already you'd know already exactly. know who it is. And that's, I mean, and I get WWE's point of view, like, they want to be the ones to break the news before other people do. Like, it's always bad. It always looks bad if your plans get leaked. But at the same time, even if they do get leaked, there's still an element of doubt. Like, for instance, I use the example of Lars Sullivan. So we know that he was getting called up from NXT. Not that this seems to have actually happened right now. 
and it is a bit of a weird situation that but maybe that's for another time um but like they had some vignettes and just they were just like and here's like a vignette for Lars sullivan it's like imagine if you just like made that more secluded made it like it was someone hidden in the smoke and the shadows and just you know just yeah. like I'm like Jericho when he first came. Yeah, like Jericho. And again, and that it, was a surprise. And the fact that with all of those NXT people, they just went, they oh, played, guys are coming up from NXT. But, but they played the same vignette every single oh, week. Over, and over that had already started to turn people against them before they'd even debuted because they were bored of seeing the same five-minute five minute video. Yeah. But, that's, but that's why the Monday, Raw, Monday Night Raw after Mania is so good because it is unpredictable. Well, it can be unpredictable, but like I think it's more about actually giving the fans what they want. I think like if you're there, it's going to be way more unpredictable. I remember last year I was just scrolling through Twitter just throughout the Monday evening or towards just before I went to bed, and I saw a tweet that someone had taken a picture of the kind of uh, technical area uh, at Raw, and they were practicing Bobby Lashley's Titantron on the computer screen. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> And someone tweeted it and was like, oh, I guess Bobby's returning tonight. And I was like, oh, fucking great. And then I woke up in the morning and saw that Bobby Lashley was there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, depending on how far nobody out... Nobody was excited. You can avoid the rumours. Definitely nobody was excited. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's just hard these days. Yeah. I, I do issue with... Like, the only way, really, to avoid all these things is to delete social media, which I don't want to have to do. Yeah. Like even if I unfollowed everyone, it'd still find a way for it to come, like sneak its way onto my phone. Yeah. So that's why that's why um, that mania is going to be wicked because I'm literally not going to look at any social media. Yeah, like that's that bit's fine. I can get that. It's just like the weeks leading up to it, you'll see stuff. You'll already know everything by the time that mania comes around, unless yeah. you actively just decide not to. I might. I'm not, I might come off Twitter and Instagram. There's not a lot gets put on Facebook. Just mute like, certain words. Stuff. Like, mute like Brock Lesnar. Mute <laughs> Seth Rollins. Mute Becky Lynch, and then you'll be fine. I might just not. I, I reckon I can go like a month without Insta and Twitter. Twitter. We already forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, you've already shut it out. Yeah, I've already mind. forgot. <laughs> um. Right. Very tired. Back to back to the actual wrestling. So Raw this week. So aside from the whole Becky, Charlotte, Ronda shenanigans, um, I think people were really harsh on Raw. There was one of the best tag team matches I've seen in a long time on Raw, which just so happened to end with brand new Raw tag team champions in a revival, which people have been clamouring for. Yeah, people have been clamouring for, and then as soon as it happens, people go, "Oh, I can't believe they've just done this sort of throwaway Raw in front of a cold crowd." Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, like you finally were, got what you wanted, and you've already shot on it. The crowd weren't like really, really up for it, and and loud. They got louder they, throughout. They got louder. They throughout. started a dead silent. The match drew them in. They even got this is awesome chance. You know how rare those are. <laughs> um, but I've heard really good things about the the house show matches that they've had, and it seems like this is the reward that WWE have given them. Yeah, well, I, I remember seeing these teams really. Um, Scott Dawson tweet out a couple of weeks ago saying that we just worked forty minutes. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, and it, yeah, it seemed like this was the reward for both the teams to have like a showcase match on Raw. I just feel like, I mean, I guess it was the main event, was it? Of in in terms of actual in ring action. I have no idea. Was it the last match of the night? 
No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Mm. I know that the Becky Lynch stuff at the end went on for a fair amount of time. I'm not sure whether this was the last match, but to have a showcase match, it might have been the top of the second hour or something. Um, to have a showcase match, which, you know, was really well developed and well well put together and had a, the result that a lot of people have wanted for a long time. I think that that's great television. And the, I, only thing, I, the only problem I have with it is that we have to have fucking advert, advert breaks all the time during a great match, which really takes you out of the moment. Do you remember um, yeah, when... piss you off, doesn't it? Do you remember when Gable and Rude first team together mm. and they were having a few kind of like communications issues where like Gable would come in and kind of take all the credit or yeah, whatever yeah. he was like um, overzealous <laughs> yeah and it it looked like like it was hard to tell is is Bobby getting pissed off of yeah I thought it was it's hard, yeah it's hard to tell like is Bobby getting pissed off with him are they just kind of eyeing out the kinks or whatever could this lead to the Bobby heel turn that most people seem to want yeah um, it certainly hasn't done that and I remember <laughs> I tweeted in in December, saying they they obviously mustn't have had any faith in that heel turn because yeah. they then put the titles on him. Yeah. But the way I see it now is if surely we have to get a Bobby heel turn on Chad Gable, and when Chad Gable goes singles, he has to get a mid card push. Yeah, you think so? He's just ridiculous in the ring. He is extremely talented, and I think he's he's one of a crop of. Like, he's just guys. so fun to watch. <laughs> he's one of a crop of guys in that lot. That sort of lower mid card range um, and I, up until recently I would have counted Mustafa Ali in that as well but he seems to have shot off the yeah. um, more on him a bit in a bit um, but yeah he's one, he's probably for me one of the cream of that crop who just will naturally rise to the top hopefully uh, if booked correctly there's always there is always that risk um, unfortunately um, but yeah Chad Gable and Bobby Roode have actually impressed me as a team I've been quite fond of their work. Yeah, it's it's kind of breathed a bit new life into Bobby Roode. And also the tag team division really needed it. Yeah. Like an actual, That's what, actual tag team. And al- they, almost, they dress the same. It's what almost all of Raw's tag team division has become, though, is yeah. two individuals thrown together. Like, well, you can not, say the same about SmackDown now. <laughs> not quite thrown together, but you had the B team. How they're kind of, They were kind of two individuals yeah. for a while. Um, you had Raj. Chad Gable, Bobby Roode. Uh, the ascension of the dog shit. Um, <laughs> you've had. I was. I was. Who was I thinking of the other day? They, they just keep Slater throwing. Yes, yeah, Slater and Rhino. They have no semblance of a Rider. team. Um, so yeah, like it needed Lucha it. House party. Yeah, let's just throw them together because they're all got masks. Drake Maverick and AOP. <laughs> um, one of whom must be injured. Yeah, he's got a knee injury. I think. Mm. Razor, I think. Um, but yeah, so great, great news for the revival. Great news for Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Despite losing, they, I'm, I'm sure heavy we'll machinery. Heavy machinery. What I want to know is how long are they going to drag out this this whole, like, when, like, will they choose Raw or SmackDown with all these new NXT call ups? Like, it's a bit strange. It's gone like, on for I a couple they months. They would have now. made like a decision by now. Yeah. Um, but they don't seem to be caring about that storyline right now, and also. And, and Nikki Cross was a face this week. Yeah, but has it now stopped where they're now on both shows? Because they seem to only be on one yeah, show. Yeah, they seem to almost be now. Like, Heavy Machinery had one match on SmackDown. Mm. Lacey Evans has never been on SmackDown. Lacey Evans hasn't been on since the Royal Rumble, has she? No. I She's been on main event uh, consistently. Uh, has she? 
I thought she might have injured herself in the Rumble actually because I remember seeing during the match that she she took an awkward fall or a kick from someone and she I think she might hurt her arm. No, she's been on main event. Has she? Yeah, oh. she's had matches with Natalia. Oh right. Um, and Dana Brooke hasn't, even though she <laughs> said that she was going to. Even though she challenged her. <laughs> well, to be fair, in that is defence, she didn't hear her. Yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, you would have thought someone would be like, we have, some, we have by, this on tape, do you way, want to have a look? Do you want to have a look at what happened when you had your headphones in? Um, and you were just dawdling? Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, EC3 hasn't been on SmackDown. Nikki Cross was on... She was on one SmackDown. She was on she? a SmackDown. Was she? She was on one in November. I don't know if she's been on one since. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it seems to be like, fuck it, we'll just give them all to Raw. Um, Part, well, but with no confirmation. Yeah, I don't know about Heavy Machinery. They seem to maybe... I think maybe they'll be on SmackDown. I'm not sure. Maybe, but I mean, they can only... really do with being on Raw. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Heavy Machinery, by the way, I don't like them. But they're just so fun to watch. <laughs> it's like they're a massive, massive team who could like legitimately kick your ass, and they're already a comedy act. I don't feel like they were a comedy act in NXT. This, this is what I was thinking of earlier. With um... they were. Were they? They were. Yeah, they were the same. Yeah, loads of their stuff that they put on line is all comedy shit what I was thinking with with WWE in the last couple years is the way they've handled 99% of returns and debuts has been really poor Mm. in that within a month two months they always everyone just always feels like another member of the roster yeah and it's all a bit deflating after a little while like Dean Ambrose came back to all his fanfare and within a month he was just in part of the shield and whatever um all these NXT call-ups come up and it's just been like, yeah, we have these guys, they're not really doing much. Like, they've lost all the momentum with them all. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really, it's weird. I, that's why I worry for guys like Kevin Owens and Sammy and stuff because regardless of how good they are, within six weeks, it feel, I feel like they're just going to be lost in the shuffle again. Yeah. Which would, you that know, it would almost impossible, you'd think, um, for that to actually happen. To someone like Kevin and Sammy, but we've seen. But it, it happened to them happened. before they got injured. Yeah, so I don't know. It's um, it's a concern. But anyway, that's the I feel like part of the reason, part of the only reason why Sammy's only still there was because he turned heel. Yeah, I feel like if he hadn't, you might have just been like, "Fuck this!" I'm not getting anything. Future endeavoured. <laughs> I don't think there, there's any chance they would have released him, but I feel like he he would have gone out mm. on his own. Yeah. Um. Hey, Yeah, probably. Oh, such an internet mark. <laughs> Um, no, no one's been like, oh my god, Chad Game and Bobby Roode lost the titles. They should go to AEW. They would get treated better. <laughs> I even saw rumors, not rumors. I saw tweets of people saying that um, Becky's been mistreated so badly, and that AEW would never do this to her. She should go to AEW. <laughs> Have you heard the thing about Randy Orton? Yeah, yeah, we spoke about it last they've week. They've offered him a massive contract. I don't know what they've offered him. Aiden, you mentioned it last week briefly, didn't you? But. Yeah, US dollars, I think. Well done. Um, I don't see Randy Orton leaving anytime soon. No, Especially no if all he has to do is wrestle like two second matches like he did once my And not at this age. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, He's I mean, the rest of Raw, ways. so aside from the tag team titles and, and Becky Charlotte, I mean, there wasn't a great deal of action. We had a Seth versus um, Paul Heyman promo. 
um, with an interesting little cameo from Dean Ambrose at the end, which didn't make a lot of sense to most people. And it really an interesting line from Seth Rollins. Yeah, about selling your soul to the and devil. Sell my soul to the devil. That's the sort of thing that back in the day, they would build a storyline on that one single line. Because he would have turned at some point. And then that's would... the kind of thing which, I don't know if just people haven't noticed it, but... That's the kind of thing where people would instantly be like, Heyman's turning on Brock because at every Brock match, Heyman is turning on him according to the internet. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that yet, but you'd, you'd think that would be the logical way to go from that phrase. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because like, I think maybe maybe we'd read too much into it, but if, we, if it was to lead to something, Seth can't turn heel against Brock. No, exactly. That's <laughs> what I always say when, when people say that, Heyman's going to turn on him and cost the title away. Then he'll be a massive face. And yeah, it just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, the only way Seth could get booed out of WrestleMania is if he lets Brock beat him by finger poke of doom. <laughs> could you imagine the main event? <laughs> That's what WCW would have done in the main event of a massive pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, so back to the in-ring action on Raw anyway. Um, there wasn't too much more. Elias had a thing with the Lucha House party. Which Elias had a, 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 a thing with promos well yeah <laughs> got interrupted by becky Elias and finn got interrupted promos. by a seth promo yeah i don't like i guess it must have been on purpose because he got really annoyed by the end of it but yeah. like at first the first two times it was like is this like are they just <laughs> they, keep fucking up they just keep fucking it up dun 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 <laughs> um but no i think it was intentional yeah but yeah that whole segment was a little bit that guitar shot looked fucking brutal yeah i did wonder why he had another guitar um and Kalisto played like two seconds of guitar and everyone was like oh that was pretty good I mean it was just average really yeah what he did was just strum yeah. I thought he was going to generally play a natural song um, so that was a bit hit, hit and miss this is where they start their gimmick as a mariachi band isn't it <laughs> oh god can you imagine them and like No Way Jose like them playing No Way, no Way Jose's down to the ring that would just be an absolutely terrible gimmick which I can definitely see happening in the future um the rest of the reaction, we had like, like a 40 minute segment with a what started off as Finn, Finn and Drew versus Drew McIntyre and ended in a six man tag with uh, Finn, Braun, and Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle against Drew, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin with Leo Rush also getting involved. Announced that Elimination Chamber that Finn will be against Bobby Lash- Lashley and, and Leo Rush, Leo Rush for the title. Not, not for me. And also announced on, on social media via Charlie Caruso that we're finally getting that singles match we've always wanted between Baron Corbin <laughs> and Braun Strowman. Because <laughs> we were robbed of it at TLC. Oh yeah, we really wanted it then and we really want it now. Um, I do want... I, I, a for me. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. It's, it seems like they originally had big plans for Drew, but I, I have no idea what they're going to do with him at WrestleMania. They're kind Some, of mentioning said, it on commentary about how like he's he's meant, he's been speaking about his plans for WrestleMania and how annoyed he is that he's not in the main event and he plans to make an impact at WrestleMania. Which to me it sort of feels like winning McIntyre, the battle <laughs> or McIntyre versus Cena or something like that. If, if McIntyre Cena McIntyre Strowman, I feel like we've, I feel like we've seen that. Yeah. Although have we? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we have. <laughs> I feel like we have. I'm not actually it feels sure like we have. should have done by now. Yeah, I've um, been injured a few times, and so. Yeah, and to me, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a mania match, to be honest. No, and unless um, I don't know, unless they're doing Dolph Mac versus Drew in some sort of pre-show match. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like Dolph. 
I don't know. I can't really picture it, if I'm honest. Yeah, you're right. I don't really know what they're doing with, with Drew at the minute and what their plan is for WrestleMania. But again, as we were saying earlier, I'm quite happy just to wait and find out. Battle Royal as long as they do something with him. Yeah, they can't not. Um, Which means they probably will. <laughs> it's just He's going to win the Battle Royal. There's a weird, like, a group of, like, pool of talent and like in that upper mid-card, lower main event which who who can't all be in the main event of WrestleMania? That's the problem with them having just so many people. And I'm just seeing so many of them in this one match at Elimination Chamber for, for the WWE title. Um, people like Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton. Um, I imagine AJ Styles will find his way into a championship match at WrestleMania. Um, but what about the other guys? You know? And that's like that that chamber match doesn't even include guys like Mysterio oh, and Almas. Andrade. Yeah. Not Almas. Not Almas. Can't call it just Andrade. Just Andrade. Um, yeah, exactly. Because they, they haven't even been announced for a match at Elimination Chamber, which you thought it would have based on when he beat him up the other week. Yeah. So I thought, oh, well, if Ali's Maybe out, if Ali's out of the chamber, I know, yeah. then then Andrade, surely the logical replacement. He yeah. got to the final fucking three so or I four put, of the I Rumble. So I put a tweet out on our behalf, you'll be proud to know. Um, and I thought it was a good one, but nobody, uh, one person replied. And I was like, why does Aiden get the numbers? <laughs> It's all about timing. It's about timing and frequency. People were tweeting about wrestling at the time. I was like, I'm going to stick my oar in. And I asked, who did people think would replace um, Mustafa Ali in the Elimination Chamber? And then also, who did they think WWE would do? I didn't even see this. Did you not? No. I didn't see everything. I didn't see it either. Well, I didn't even get a notification to say that someone had responded. I can't remember who... um, who replied and what they actually said it might have actually been no one it might have been a different tweet that someone replied to um what today no it was yesterday yesterday it might have been the day before yesterday <laughs> no it was yesterday it was after all oh if Mustafa Ali is really out of the elimination chamber match this Sunday who do you want to replace him and who do you think WWE will replace him with it says it's got no replies does someone quote it no nobody replied oh. <laughs> Yeah, I saw your one about people bashing Raw and saying that the tag team title match was good. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't see this one. Oh, it was the uh, the one I did, the poll I did about Rollins beating Lesnar or yeah. Becky beating Ronda that someone actually replied to. Yeah, no one replied to this one. No one said nothing. Which makes me think no one had any good creative ideas. So that's why we've ended up with fucking Kofi Kingston. <laughs> which I'm not against. I'm not against, but you're going to fucking win, is he? Never know. You see, I've seen loads of people now. Now that I've been on Twitter, I've seen loads of people saying like, "We need him as WWE champion." And it's like, <laughs> a, it's not ever going to happen. B, if it did, it's not happening before Wrestle Fucking Mate. He's not going into WrestleMania with the fucking World Championship. Thanks for your input, Matt. By the way. Say what? Thanks for your input on the uh, <laughs> on the gif. <laughs> Matt, by the way, has just sent, was sent a Kofi Kingston gif in. Um, as if he's some sort of soothsayer. Um, but you're not. You've just seen the show. But anyway, so we'll get into SmackDown because we've got some Elimination Chamber stuff to run down before we have to go. Um, SmackDown had a gauntlet match on it, and it seems to be something they do every year now before Elimination Chamber, which you know can probably get a bit grating at times. But I thought this one was really good. Kofi w- was the surprise. I wanted to tweet about this match when they announced it a couple of days ago. But I couldn't quite word it correctly, so I'm going to try and do it now. <laughs> I'm glad that we can be your sounding board for this. I feel like it doesn't make sense for a match, being the Elimination Chamber, where luck of the draw is important, 
for the entries to be determined by another match that involves luck of the draw. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, where, where did this like, order come from? Yeah, because previously Elimination Chambers has just been like, fuck it, pick them out of a hat. Yeah. Um, with the occasional qualifying match for the first or last. Yeah. But for who determines to go last to be determined by a gauntlet match, which is also luck of the draw. Yeah. It seems silly it to me unfair. because now, like, Randy Orton got drawn last. Yeah. He won it, and now he's going into the chamber last. Yeah, it's just—it's weird to me. It is a bit strange. I feel like they could have maybe done something a bit different. Maybe they I don't know what. Had a cell match to build up to it. <laughs> maybe to have an elimination match, elimination chamber match to decide who gets the last entry into the elimination. Yeah. Chamber. Oh, I saw a tweet the other day saying, do you wonder if we'll ever see an um, Elimination Chamber match on Raw or SmackDown? Like, Obviously we fucking won't. This <laughs> isn't 2K. Their own fucking pay-per-view for it. Um, but yeah, so Elimination Chamber this Sunday. So Randy Orton, as we've known, uh, as we've just seen and heard, is, is the last entrance into the Chamber. And what um, an RKO. AJ what? sold it like a fucking boss. Great RKO. Um, it leads me into our predictions. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about SmackDown because I wasn't too much on there. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Usos and Miz, or Muck Miz TV um, segment. I thought that was good. But the rest of it, I could sort of take or leave. Why Why does Charlotte keep chanting for Becky? She's been <laughs> she, doing she, it for a couple of weeks she's now. Got, she's, she's going with the Leo Rush um, gimmick. Just keep saying someone's surname over and, or someone's name over and over again and being really annoying with it. I, I kind of cringed a little bit when she was like, if I shout Becky's name and point at the sign, is she going to come out? Because you could tell that wasn't scripted and that was just her like coming up like, off the cuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I physically cringed. Um, um, also, she chants Becky before the actual Becky chants. Really she does it too quick. Yeah. Um, but anyway... But Elimination Chamber is coming up on Sunday. Um, time for some predictions, lads? Yes? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have the card? I mean, I don't, but... You <laughs> <laughs> usually do. Um, you usually do. No, you usually do. All right, I'll find it for us now. Elimination Chamber. Why are you doing that? Um, I enjoyed the gauntlet match, and I put a tweet out before we started, saying, is there any better site in wrestling? And I think, Matt, you will appreciate this. Is there any better site in wrestling... Than Samoa Joe's orgasm faces while he's putting a submission on. Because <laughs> you you ever look if he's applying a headlock or if he's doing the Kakina clutch, his eyes rolled at the back of his head and it's like like you know when Bubba Ray used to put people through tables and yeah that damn Dudley's had the euphoric look in his eye. Mm. It's like that. I love it. He does enjoy beating people up though, doesn't he, Samoa Joe? I'm gonna put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Right, the card for Elimination Chamber. Then. All right, we'll start with All right. one of perhaps the uh, toughest ones to call. In fact, probably the toughest match to call of the whole card. This is for the first ever Women's Tag Team Championship. Oh, fucking hell. Starting off with this, are we? Go on, then. Yeah. So, the teams are Nia Jackson, Tamina, Matt's favourites, versus the Riot Squad, consisting of Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, uh, versus Fire and Desire, <laughs> Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, versus the Iconics, Versus the Boston Hug connection, which I also hate the name of. Versus. There's right. no connection stronger than the Boston no, Hug yeah, connection. Um, the dancers. The, the backup dancers. What did they call themselves? Fabulous Glow. Fabulous Glow, yeah. yeah. Um, I have literally no idea. Well, I mean, I do have an idea. I have two ideas. I just don't know which one. I got an idea. But I also feel like it could legitimately be any of these teams. Which is a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah, I'm not moaning about that. It's just not, it really not for predictions. It makes it's it really not... difficult to predict. 
<laughs> so Aiden, I'm going to go to you first with this one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yes, son of a bitch especially, because we've had some technical issues, ladies and gentlemen, uh, which is going to be a little bit of time we're live now, trying to figure out what we're doing. Unfortunately, we have lost Matt. That wasn't a technical issue, he just wanted to go away. Um, got to, we've got to his bedtime. Uh, we had some technical issues, we thought the whole episode was lost, but it turns out Aiden has worked some magic and has recovered it. Well done, Aiden. What it does mean, we're going into predictions for Elimination Chamber this Sunday, but without Matt's opinion. Sorry, Matt. Wasn't supposed to be this way. Yours can go on Twitter. Yeah. Um, anyway, right, Aiden, as I, as I was saying, coming to you for the first prediction of the Women's Tag Team Championship Elimination Chain match, you were saying, and I've already heard you say most of it already, even though it just wasn't recorded, apparently. My main prediction is that it's going to be a clusterfuck. It's definitely going to be a clusterfuck. Well, yeah, I think that's a given. Um, like, they tried the tag team Helen, uh, Emergent Chamber thing a few years ago, and all I remember is someone sticking ties to O'Neill's head through the chain. Um, <laughs> that one you can remember from. I can't remember who I think it was probably Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I think you can, you can make a strong case for pretty much every team to win this. Apart from, for me, Naomi and Carmella, because they've just been thrown together, mm. and the other teams are more deserving persons. Um, I would like to see the Iconics win it because I think they would be hilarious with it, but I don't see them kind of moving kind of up the card in comparison to where they are now. I think this will probably be their their forever home um, on the card. Uh, so I think the two strongest contenders. I think Sasha and Bailey is a bit too obvious, and they would probably have bigger plans for them for maybe to win them at Mania or something. Um, so I think the, the two strongest contenders for me, who I think will win it. I suppose I am forgetting about Nia Jax and Tamina. That boy was so much pissed. But I know it's not going to happen, but I would kind of like to see it happen. I'm going to go for the Riot Squad. Go with the Riots? Yeah. So I'm going to be more than the first ever women's tag team champions. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, but fuck it. I don't really care. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit taller. I mean, I have. Um, as a, We'll probably all do a number of options I think they can go with. Um, but the ones... For me, I think I can't look past Sasha and Bailey Because I think this whole Women's Tag Team Championship... It's kind of been built for them. Yeah, it's kind of been built based on what they've said and done. And, you know, like with them in mind, I guess. Even though, like, the Riot Squad... have always been a team. I've always been a team, and so the Iconics, well, for at least a few years anyway. Um, so, you know, you could say, you could argue that it hasn't just been built around there, and they have kind of been thrown together as a team because it weren't really a team. Well, it is kind of cool to be fair, just on that, Bailey, and such a point is, um, or just a brief clip of a backstage interview that they did on the night. Bit, wasn't it? No, it was on the night that Bailey debuted oh. at Battleground. Um, they were talking backstage with one of the backstage announcers, and um, they mentioned women's tag title. Yeah. On that night, which was. They've been speaking about it for ages, haven't they? Yeah. So, good to see it's actually finally got there. Yeah, I can't, I can't do past them if I'm honest. I mean, the only other option I can see for WWE is to go with the Naya Tamina route, which would obviously make people really pissed off, which they seem to like doing at the minute, so that's fine. Um, and I could maybe see that happening. 
I just feel like, to me, the ideal situation would be that someone wins it um, other than Bailey and Sasha. And then Bailey and Sasha win yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, that, that's for part the really of good, like, heartwarming moment. But history tells me that WWE will shoot their load early. And what we'll see at WrestleMania is Sasha and Bailey defend their titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like, to do the. the like we've stacked the deck against Sasha and Bailey with them being in first yeah. and Tamina and Nia in last, yeah. I believe. Um, actually, I don't know if that's them. I think it's, no, I it's, think just, just, the, it's just the first. Just they're in first. Um, along with Naomi. No, along with Naomi. Byron Desire. Um, so I think. They, yeah, they've had the deck stack against them. The deck stack against them. The deck stack. stacked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> deck. So they'll be the plucky uh, underdogs, or they'll be like ne- the nearly men, women, mm-hmm. and we'll nearly get there. And I'll have it taken away from by Tamina and Nia Jax. Uh, they'll win the titles, and then uh, Sasha and Bailey, for fuck's sake, will win it at Mania. <laughs> that would be the that would be the, the kind of ideal route. Yeah. And um, yeah, I agree with you. The likelihood is they would blow the load early. Mm-hmm. And be like fuck it, let's just put it on Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, I'm going Sasha and Bailey. I don't want to change my mind. It's <laughs> on record, can't change it. Can I change it? No, go on then. This will be the, the only time I change it. Yeah, right. Nine or Tamina. Okay. I thought you taught yourself into Sasha and Bailey. <laughs> no. No, because I want us to have differing opinions, because mm. I was a bit disappointed at the one. Yeah, that's true. Alright, next match Miz and Shane versus the Usos for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The greatest tag team in the world against. The greatest tag team in the world. Um, who you got? The greatest tag team in the world? Uh, I'm going to try to ask like that. Um. <laughs> They're the world's greatest tag team. <laughs> <character. laughs> Not quite the same. Uh, oh, fuck it. This is hard again. I always struggle with Smackdown. Um, on paper, it shouldn't be hard at all. The fucking Usos. But it's also Shane McMahon. He's the best professional wrestler in the world. Yeah, he's two thirds the best professional wrestler. Uh, one third of the best professional wrestler in the world. The other is with his partner. So really, it's a shoe in. I feel like it'll be it'll be Shane and this because we're not quite ready. We're not quite there yet for either a Miz and Shane implosion, or like you were saying earlier, they'll go and defend them at Mania. I think they will. Yeah, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm going to go Miz and Shane. I'm going to Miz and Shane as well. We can't see. As much as I love the Usos, and I think they should win this match, because let's face it, they're the Usos. Um, they're yeah, not going to. One of, the, one of the latest ones you've been subject to AEW rumours. Yeah. They'll be one of probably four challengers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania, held by Shane and Miz, probably. Yeah, they tend to do that with SmackDown a lot. Yeah. The tag teams or the women, just stick them all in my Yeah. And Shane's in it, so I feel like maybe maybe tag team ladder match. Next up then, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. This one's uh, transpired from 2059. Uh, did you see Akira Tozawa mentioned Neville in this? He mentioned the king of the cruiserweight. Yes. <laughs> Which is Neville. Or Parker. But um, yeah, so this one's built nicely after a, a good match on the Royal Rumble pre-show as well, actually, um, involving um, Cedric Tapman, was. Who was it? 
Was it Century? Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami, who since left
which Becky didn't get when she attacked some referees and officials the other week. That's true, that's true. Um, yeah, Becky's the only little. Uh, Becky's the, yeah, Becky's the only little baron. Um, what can I say? Yeah, she's got out a tweet saying that she's going to be in the front row for us for Wanda's match. Mm. Um, so she was like, oh, I might need you guys to help me pick out a dress. I was like, of all times, this is not the time to ask the fans <laughs> to like, dress you up and give you a, their opinion on you. Yeah. It's bad. Did you see that she posted a, the video of a Triple H promo from about four years yeah. ago? The one where he's like, you know what I'm going to do when I'm really have, I'm happy and upset? I'm going to tweet my displeasure. <laughs> and I'm going to go and cancel the WWE Network and, and me and my friend Mark are going to stop watching. Anyway, Bobby Lashley defends his Intercontinental Championship against Finn Balor with the Arashade side in a handicap match. Not, not keen on the idea, but I like Finn Balor. And I like the Arash as a new competitor. And yeah, Bobby Lashley's probably and there's a top on line, so it's a big deal. Who you got? Obviously, I'd like it to be Finn. I'd like him to go into WrestleMania with a title and a prominent program. I think it'd be Lashley. Mm-hmm. Especially with the two on one. Like, if, they were, if he was to lose it, they could go with the kind of malfunction at the junction between him and Leo Rush. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the, the numbers game. Yeah, I mean, I would, I mean, I'd really, we should probably go for some different predictions at some point. <laughs> I'm going Bobby Ashley, I think. That's the problem with with David Miller on this year. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's a shame. But, you know, maybe Matt will have a different opinion. I'm going Bobby Ashley. If he doesn't, he's going to have to. We're going to make him. We should predict what he's going to predict, and that'll be, that'll be what goes out on Twitter. But no, I'm going, I'm going with Lashley to retain. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in a much-anticipated singles match we didn't get at TLC. We're going to get it now. I wonder if Baron Corbin could hit the, the days and gaze even on uh, Braun Strowman. Right, I think he could. Too tall, I think, Braun. Yeah, he'd have to really bend his legs. Mm. Um, Alright, I'm going to be different and go Baron. Woo! I don't think he will. <laughs> but I'm just going to be different. Fair enough. Uh, appreciate that. Baron Corbin. This will be where you're going to be. Braun Strowman. Okay. And then the final match on the card, so far anyway, that we know of. Um, Dan O'Brien defends his WWE Championship. The new and improved WWE Championship? Um, I wouldn't say so. I, suppose, versus, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily say it's improved. Um, differently. I assume it's only going to be around for a short while, so mm. I guess you could call it temporary. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't think of that one for ages. No, I was just using the word about two seconds ago. <laughs> oh, well done. Danny Bryan defends his temporary uh, <laughs> WWE Championship title belt against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, and now, not my stuff, rally, Kofi Kingston. In Elimination Chamber match for the title, we know that Randy Orton has earned his way into the final spot. Um, do, you, do you reckon that the gauntlet match went a bit long? 
I think maybe some of the Kofi stuff might have gone on for a bit longer than it's supposed to. Because it went off there immediately. Like, yeah, the the little, like, logo came up immediately as the bell rang. Yeah. Which made me think, like, has this gone on a bit? Because, yeah, like, the commentators didn't say anything. It was yeah. a decision winner. That was it. No was celebration. Like, like, we get number, number six in the elimination chamber. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, it was very sudden, which made me think maybe they ran over a bit. Yeah. Um... I mean, this is very difficult to predict, um, but, I mean, you know, you go first, actually. Alright, now I'll go first. Well, you want to take my point. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan to retain, I think. I mean, I think his title reign has got a bit more left in it. Um, I think we've only just introduced this new title belt, which is, you know, obviously a story that they want to play on. Um... And I can, yeah, I can see him retaining through some shenanigans, probably for the help from Roman. Um, and I can see him going into WrestleMania as, as champion. What about you? First off, I want to say that I'm gutted for Mustafa Ali. Yeah, definitely. Also, I want to just point out, Mustafa Ali's promos are really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing a lot of them into Five Live. Like, well, no doubt, like, not produced on. in a way that like he might have had a few goes at them or whatever, but they're still really good. Yeah, and they're they're quite gritty and yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, not so much his one this week. It was just him and the camera, but the other ones that like, he was doing them while he was on Two Five Live, but posting them to Twitter rather than actually mm. them being heard on TV. Um, but yeah, he's really good at them. Mm. I want to make a point. Or maybe a kind of half prediction about Mustafa Ali after make a prediction about this match. Um, I think I, I'm going to go for Daniel Bryan as well. I don't know how you can do the interference unless, like, I guess someone's being walked out and then he storms his way in or whatever. But I feel like Bryan would need a clean win, not then maybe necessarily clean, but just a win without Rowan. Yeah. Um, especially going into Mania season. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's got more legs in it. Yeah. And I think what from both storyline and real life, um, thinking is what a story is that he makes his in ring return at last year's WrestleMania and comes into this year's WrestleMania as the world champion. Mm. That's a good story to tell. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just hard to predict whose challenger is going into Mania, but that's not what we are tasked with doing. We're tasked with choosing <laughs> who's going to win at the relationship. Yeah, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, speaking of the chapter of Daniel Bryan, for Daniel Bryan's title at WrestleMania, I think I would love to see the triple threat between him and AJ and I think that would be a really great match. I saw that match. You did actually see that match. And yeah. show. Yeah. A couple months ago. Just remember that. Mm. Oh, right. Then it ran as face set Yeah, it was while AJ was chat. Yeah. It was right at the start of November. Yeah. 8th of November, I think. So yeah, it would have literally been just probably the following SmackDown or a week after when he turned and won the title. Yeah. A week after, I think. And yeah, my, my prediction, so I'm, I'm going down right for this. Yeah. My prediction for Masafa Ali is one of two things. He either gets a championship ma- match against Brian 
fast lane. Because mm. I feel like I think they're really high on him. Mm. Or should Brian retain a mania? I mean, that's a big ask for someone in his, like, breakout year. Yeah. That, that... But it would be great to watch. The fast line, the fast lane one, I personally think is, as long as he's cleared by then, it's incredibly likely. Yeah. It gives Brian something to do on the way to Mania. It further establishes... That's that right, yeah, yeah. Um, the night after Mania one is more of a bit of a fancy booking. Mm. Um, Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, yeah, I think you could, you could be massive for them. I think so. And I'm kind great. of... Great, great the like, upside for him. There is no downside to him, really. Yeah, no, like, maybe he's not a massive star. Yeah, so. and he's not physically massive. Yeah. Which isn't so much of a big deal, you can say. No, if you're the champions, for instance. Um, the, the thing that gave me the idea for this, this him challenging him after WrestleMania was actually when Mustafa Ali challenged Neville after WrestleMania two years ago. Mm. He had a match on Raw the next night. And they had a mental match. The crowd went nuts for it. Yeah. I kind of based enough matches. To be fair, I've never actually seen a bad Mustafa Ali match. No. And by bad, I mean less than great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm really impressed with Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Well, it's so a shame that he's missing out. Yeah, a massive shame for him. There's been no real... But all, all we know is, like, cumulative injuries. Yeah, I think I think he got a concussion on a house show. That's what I've heard. Oh, they did have that massive black eye on SmackDown last week, though, as well. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. So you know, we'll see. Massive, Is there any kind of segment on a house show with Nia Jax by any chance? <laughs> Which, by the way, I was I remember I was going to mention this. Yeah. The um, advertised intergender match on Friday with Dean Ambrose just didn't happen. <laughs> Which takes us back to our conversation last week about WWE advertising yeah. and stuff. Apparently, there was never the there was never the plan to happen. No, that, that advertisement shouldn't have gone out or oh, something. Really? It was like they had a graphics and a voiceover. Yeah. Man. That's like the most well-produced advert they've done for anything. <laughs> bullshit, man. Um, and speaking of bullshit, that's in the podcast. <laughs> I didn't have anything for that segue. I just wanted to have another one. Um, that wasn't one of your final ones. No, it wasn't. That's what she said. Happy Valentine's Day. Anyway, it is Valentine's Day in about <laughs> an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, so, happy Valentine's Day, lads and ladies. Uh, thank you for listening to PWP. We'll get Matt's predictions and we'll get them online and we'll get ours online. And I we'll see my new prediction format. Yeah, I do. Because I haven't. It's been two months now. I've got to use it yet. Yeah, we've got to use it because we do a special one for the big four ones, don't we? Um... But yeah, do use your new, new format. We'll get our predictions on onto, onto the Twitter so you can also have your say and tell us how wrong we are or how right we are and see who wins. Because I think I, I think I cantered to victory in the Royal Rumble predictions, didn't I? Yeah, you sauntered your way down the ramp to the victory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're out for revenge. <laughs> for revenge. Um, I have a feeling that Baron Corbin one might fuck me over. <laughs> well, I went for right as Corbin, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. See what Matt's predictions are as well. see if Morgan do well. Oh, it was interesting to see what Matt predicts. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to catch us online, you can catch us at the underscore PWP on Twitter, at the underscore PWP on Instagram as well. Uh, Aiden, where can they find you on Twitter? At Aiden Bunker. You can find me at AliBunker88. You can find Matt at the Bear M Bumby on Twitter as well. Um, so yeah, give us you did by the way. You give us a shout. Just you know, abuse Matt because he abuses other people. Um, well, and he said he's not going to abuse you, so if he does, then you've got to call him up on it. That's true. Yeah. It all sort of molds into one when he develops his entire tirade of abuse. Yeah. To me, you see, it's just constant. Sometimes oh, I feel I do feel deflated by it sometimes. But I don't let it get to me. Um, what you should let get to you is this episode in your ears when it comes out. Well done for recovering, you know. No problem. All uh, right, thank you very much for listening. My microphone's been quite a fair bit lower than yours, so up until right now, I might have been a fair bit quieter. <laughs>
Well, thanks for listening, even if, it's, if you've been beset by technical issues and problems, and we've lost that about two hours ago. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening anyway. And uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>